0: to the Formula One N.A. podcast. I'm your host, Ross D'Amico, and this is episode three. We're going to be previewing the Australian Grand Prix. We're going to be recapping everything F1, and we're going to take a look at team upgrades. We're going to take a look at uh, betting favorites, and we're going to see how it goes. So let's get into it. Good way to start off is let's just kind of take a recap of what we saw the first couple weeks of F1. Um If we go to our 2022 standings, we see Leclerc in first with 45 points. We see Sainz in second with 33 points. And we see Verstappen there with 25 points in third. Now, as bad as Mercedes and, you know, Lewis Hamilton have been, um, they're there, four or five. Russell in fourth with 22 points and Hamilton in fifth with 16 points. Now, we're going to take a look a bit deeper into the program here but mercedes has some upgrades on the way and i think that could really make a difference uh leading up to the grand prix here so we'll take a look at that in a little bit but as we continue on we see actually alpine ocon in sixth which is kind of surprising if you ask me then perez is there in seventh tied with magnuson in the haas which is very surprising and unsurprising um, K-Mag had a little bit of neck issues uh, that are well known. So we'll see how that holds up. Uh, this is going to be a really fast race coming up here. Um, so there's going to be a lot of Gs under the uh, the necks of the racers. So we'll see how K-Mag's neck can hold up. Uh, Bottas there in ninth with 8, eight points. Norris in 10th with 6 points. Then we got Yuki and Gasly, 11-12, Alonzo, 13, and Zhao, 14. And then the rest, big fat zeros. Uh, Can we all just say, Aston Martin, what the hell are you guys doing? Oh my god, let us hope, let us hope, let us hope, let us hope Seb can bring you guys back. We're going to take a look at that in a little bit later in this program, but Man, Aston Martin, you better get get some stuff going together. Um, Okay, so let's let's recap. So Australian Grand Prix, it's been a while. Um, 2019 was the last time we were here. Um, As far as I know, and I believe it was the last six qualifying sessions, uh, Hamilton came pole position. So Mercedes had a strong car, but that also tells you Hamilton – knows how to do it on this track. Now, they did make some track changes which should make the track faster. So we'll see how that goes, but I really don't expect Hamilton to pull this time around, but it's just worth noting Bottas in that same Mercedes was second. So if you're if you're you know trying to figure out what other drivers could possibly come up there, Bottas and Vettel. Uh, Vettel was in a Ferrari, mind you, once again, but they know this track. They finished well. Verstappen came fourth. I don't think Verstappen, uh, mind you, it's been a couple years, but I don't think Verstappen's done particularly well here. Um, I believe he was fifth the year before, so we'll we'll see how he does. You know, Red Bull's had great cars, so we'll see how he does. Uh, Leclerc in a Ferrari came fifth, so with Verstappen there. So they're fighting one-two right now. And uh, Magnussen, uh, seventh. And I believe he came fifth. His first race was also here. So we'll see. Uh, Once again, they made a few changes, uh, which should make it quicker, more overtaking. Um, So we uh, will have to wait and see. So 2020, the last time we were here. Um, I even remember watching Drive to Survive. Uh, They were talking about it. You saw it. It was the change in F1. Everyone started wearing masks everyone you know had to be distance and you can even tell from the uh, driver's perspective you know it was a little weird for them so you know they were there everyone was ready to race and then they had to make the decision we're going to cut it that's the end of the Australian Grand Prix for that year and until further notice so a lot of people a lot of people were mad about that it was a, it was a very big incident it showed the stoppage of the sport. Um it being an outdoor sport as well, like you know, especially with what we know now, it, it probably could have been handled a little bit differently, but they did it out of precaution. And I think that being back, especially for you know longtime F1 fans, it's something really good to see. So Let's put the 2020 COVID announcement behind us and let's get ready for a good weekend of racing. So I want to recap a little bit each team and what they plan on doing. Because to me, this is the first race you're going to see some real changes. Third race of the season, they had the extra week. So it's now four weeks uh, to look into it. So we're going to go each team we're going to take a look at their upgrades. Do they plan on upgrading it for this race? What upgrades are they looking at? And we're going to we're gonna try and come up with, you know, who do we think is going to be improved? Uh, so the first team we'll look at is Red Bull. Um, the one thing that came out to me was they got a strong car. You did see its capabilities the last race. But there is a little bit of a reliability issue. If everyone remembers the first race of the season in Bahrain, both Red Bull went down. The race was longer laps, and it was a thing about the reliability of the engine, the power unit. And... That's going to be retested here at this new race. It's going to be faster. There's going to be a good amount of laps. And it's daytime. You got that sun. You got that heat on the ground. It's definitely going to raise some concerns. So that's one thing I don't even know if they're able to fix. Um, they probably, and we're, we're going to see it this weekend if it's still there. Um, we're going to see if it creeps up again. And if so, they're going to have to dig deep and figure out what the issue is. Aside from that, they do plan on upgrading the weight reduction. And basically, they found out they had certain components that were causing them to be a little bit overweight compared to their opponents. So they actually weigh a little bit more than Ferrari, Haas, Mercedes, for example. So their key was to reduce weight where they could. And just from reports, they can do it, but it'll cost them around €212,000 per kilogram to reduce. So it'll be about €1.7 million to get to where they want to be. And if they're successful, you're not going to see it this race, but the next race. So in April, you will see... The upgrades to Red Bull and the weight reduction. So you're gonna see Red Bull upgrading be even better next race. So this race, don't expect much changes. You know, they're still top of the top of the class there, but next race. So moving on, uh Ferrari. Uh Ferrari, we're planning upgrades as well, but once again, because they're at the top, very much like Red Bull. They're planning next race for their upgrades. Uh, they're very satisfied with the current car's performance. And for their simulations for this race, they actually believe that the car strengths play to the racetrack. So we'll see. Once again, it was all about the straight-line speed that Red Bull had over Ferrari and... I mean, it's supposed to be faster. It seemed like they got rid of turns and made it more straights, made it more windy than than turns. So I don't really know how that plays to Ferrari's advantage. So this is something we're going to have to look at as the weekend goes on. So really, Ferrari isn't really concerned with upgrades. Um, and anything that they are going to bring in will be the next race. Mercedes, this is the big one, everybody. Mercedes is bringing major upgrades this weekend at the Australian Grand Prix. What does that mean? Well, for one, they believe that they're for sure going to see a new rear wing. That's number one. Uh, they're trying to get that down and. us they you heard it in reports you heard it for weeks now actually that they knew it's the rear wing so they made changes to the rear wing uh, to help achieve more downforce but there's also a possibility that you may see some changes to the floor so not only will you see rear wing but there are rumors that the floor, once again, for the same purposes and for a little bit of aerodynamic purposes, uh, they're going to have to change the floor as well. And they're probably related. The rear wing is causing some sort of different aerodynamic you know, suction in which the floor needs to be able to get rid of that wind, get rid of that suction, get rid of that pressure in a different way. So you got to change the floor a bit. So, well, what does this mean for them? Well, right now, like I said, like I recapped at the be- recapped at the beginning, they're four, they're four or five right now. So they're there. If these changes have an actual effect on purposing now, Russell's been up there. If you guys remember, Hamilton's been having issues, but Russell's been up there. The car can do it if these upgrades work. So it's up to Hamilton, it's up to Russell to drive these cars the way they should be driven. And the pressure is on those drivers to make a difference. Because I personally believe the engineering team knows what they're doing, they've done simulations, and these upgrades will work. Now it's up to the drivers to adapt. It's up to the drivers to make that quick adjustment and be able to drive the hell out of those cars. So we'll see if Mercedes can do it. Once again, like I said, Hamilton. There's like six poles in a row or something like that. At the Australian Grand Prix. So he knows the track. Once again, it'll be faster. So does that play to Mercedes' strength? We don't know. Because the car just bounced like a bouncy ball. This whole time. So we're going to have to wait and see. But. First major upgrades by one of the top teams happening this weekend. Australian Grand Prix. We'll see what Mercedes can do. Oh, sorry, I have to sigh when I look at this. McLaren. You got the homeboy. Daniel Ricciardo. His home Grand Prix. He's he he has he hasn't fared well here. But there was a report especially someone speaking with Ricardo about McLaren and the upgrades. Now, right now, McLaren has no plans at, or at least out in the public of when their major upgrades are going to happen. And as you guys know, they, they've been having just as much trouble with purposing with the car performance and it's sad. And I'm a little and I'm a little bit outraged because this is Daniel Ricardo's home race. He hasn't performed here well enough. It's been a few years since they've been back. And McLaren is failing their drivers. Like you saw Mercedes, they knew they had a problem. Third race, it's fixed. I saw a report Ricardo is in for the long haul for when the car is going to get upgraded. Like are you kidding me? McLaren, get off your ass, do the upgrades, do your drivers justice, because you're failing your drivers. McLaren is failing their drivers. And I'm a little bit outraged because I have to watch Daniel Ricciardo go to his home race and basically admit defeat before it starts. And it sucks. So before I ramble on any more about McLaren, Right now, they're lacking the downforce. They have no real timeline for their fixes, and their drivers are preparing for it. And that's all I have to say. Moving on. Haas. Now, Haas, they actually really like the way their car is performing. Uh, It's got the Ferrari power unit with them. It's performing like the Ferrari power unit. You can tell that they're... Performing way better than last year, and you and we all know that they were looking toward the 2022 car. When when Jean Haas stayed in F1, he made the commitment. 2022 is the year we are we are going to get back on track, and you can tell. So, uh, Gunther Steiner was also quoted saying, "You know, he's wary of upgrades because sometimes they can make you go in the other direction." and you know what? He can be weary of that. That's fine. Um, so they like the way the car's performing. You know, K-Mag's done well here. Car's done well. Um, you know, Sh- Schumacher's had had some bad luck, let's call it. Bad luck. And they think they're going to do well this weekend. So I, I'm honestly with them. I And I'm going to mention this a little bit later, but I can say it right now at this point in time. K-Mag, top six points. I'm throwing that bet down. Times 2.75, the bet. How can you go wrong? Just letting you know before we get into the betting at, uh, at the end here. So Haas, once again, going back. Happy the way the car is. Gunther Steiner, very wary of changes. So they're going to be very calculated when they do those changes. And no timetable for upgrades. So we'll see how they perform now. If they can keep up, maybe they're going to wait for the other team changes in the next race and then judge their car from there, which wouldn't surprise me at all. Alpine. So Alpine right now, once again, they have a weight issue and as well, To me, they also have a very similar uh, engine issue to Red Bull for reliability. So we'll see what happens there. But they do plan on the upgrade for the floor for the weight reduction, realistically, um, the next race. So once again, next race, you're going to see a lot of the teams with their calculated changes. This week, you're seeing Mercedes with their expedited changes because they know they need to change it now to stand a shot to continue. And I agree with them. And I applaud Mercedes for doing it. And like I said before, now it's up to the drivers. So Alpine looking for the next race. You know, um, I really don't know what to think of them. Middle of the pack, you know, as usual. Uh, I believe they're actually changing to the blue color this weekend. So you're not gonna see as much pink. You're gonna see the blue. So maybe that will help them. Good omen. You know, they like blue. So we'll see what that. Aston Martin. So I've seen nothing official in terms of you know what changes they're gonna make, what they think some of their problems are, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But What I do know is, from everything I've read, from everything I've seen, Lance Stroll, or sorry, not even Lance Stroll, his father, the big boy Stroll, said that he's not going to wait around for changes. So I believe they already actually did some upgrades uh, at the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, you know, it didn't help too much, but they did do some upgrades, um, and there is planned for a very similar upgrade to Mercedes, especially uh, talking about. Um, the look of the car, they're basically going to have a completely different side, plot, side pod and floor design, basically mimicking Mercedes. They think it's going to do well, but it's not coming for a little bit. So, are we going to see any changes? I'm not sure, due to the the rules of the upgrades, that you'll see changes this weekend, but I think, I think they're still going to continue to improve, because Stroll's not going to sit around and let anything pass him by. Um... the real upgrade for Aston Martin this weekend is Sebastian Vettel. He's back, baby. Retired from COVID first two weeks of the season. Nico, you know, served purposely for him, but really didn't, you know, move the needle for anyone. You know, if anyone was looking to pick anyone up, you know, didn't I, to me, didn't move the needle. Uh, Stroll still finished ahead of him. But Vettel's back, and, and this is the time. This is... His time to show that he's still got it. He's been away. Everyone's, you know, he's he's, he's kind of stepped back from the limelight. And he's done well at this race. So I know it was racing from Ferrari, but he knows the track. And I think that bodes well for him. So I think everyone's happy about Beto returning. I think his history proves that he does very well at this track. And I think he's out to prove to everyone that, you know, I'm still here. So hopefully with Aston Martin, with, with the practice he's gotten, you know, with uh, everything he's been able to study and gather over his break, um, we'll help him out and and he'll be fresh, right? He's a little bit older. Um, I, I know he looks older than he is, but he's a little bit older and, Coming in the third race, maybe not a bad thing. So we'll see how he does. Now, getting down to the bottom here, we have Williams. Um, There's really been no updates in terms of upgrades they're going to do to their car or, you know, anything that they've noticed has been wrong or whatever. One of the issues has been one of their drivers continuously crashes into the wall. And there's even a bet that I honestly, I'm probably going to take it on bet three, six, five right now. That the first driver to retire, Nicholas Latifi, times ten. My money times ten right now for Nicholas Latifi to be the first driver retired. If drivers going to retire, it's probably going to be Nicholas Latifi. So number one, he better shape up because I, I, I don't know about anyone else, but for me, a crash this race. I feel like people are going to have some real serious conversations. Now, I I can't just say they're going to kick him out. Because we all know the situation with the team. And him and his family. But you can't crash a car three races in a row. You can't do it. And if he does, he's got to learn how to drive. It's as simple as that. So I think the one thing everyone's looking at for Williams this weekend... Is Latifi going to crash? So I know I'm going to be watching for it. So hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully he has a good race. I wish him nothing but luck. But that's what people are going to be watching for. Now looking ahead to the race itself. The one thing I heard people talk about is watch out for the weather. The weather conditions can change everything. So I did a little bit of research as well because we're get, we're going to get into the betting side of things now too. And, you know, can some of these guys drive wet? Pardon the... That's what she said. So Friday, 10% chance of rain. Saturday, 10% chance of rain. Sunday... 50 percent chance of rain this is as of two days ago now this can all still change I, I i can tell you right now weather reporters you know not my favorite you know they get it right maybe less than half the time but 50 percent of rain means it could be coming it could not be coming 50 percent it's there so as far as i know that could have a huge impact one just on crashes and safety cars but two on Who could win this thing? So, you've got possibility of rain. You've got the upgrades to the track. So, the pit lane was widened by 2 meters. Turns 9 and 10, I believe used to be a breaking to a hard turn, is now a right-to-left sweep sequence, in which it's just speed. And turn 13 is wider for more overtaking as well. So, number one, to me, you're going to see tons of overtaking, tons of, especially with the speed, especially with the four DRS zones that are now there. There's going to be a lot of, not only lead changes, but just position changes. And if it rains, I'm going to say, one, it's probably going to be George Russell doing well. Because I don't know if anyone's ever remembering or ever seen it, but the drive to survive, that one race, that put him on the map, the qualifying in the rain, just push it to the limit. Big cojones. So you got to watch out for that this weekend. I, I really think keeping an eye on George Russell is a good thing. And... Just as a little tidbit as well, if it rains, Max Verstappen has not fared well in the rain. So remember that as well. So now we get to the betting portion of our podcast. We always like to end things off with a little bit of uh, information that we've gathered over the week or weeks. Um, Try and win some money. Um, So if you have any bettors out there, uh, we're gonna take a look at some of the some of the odds. Uh we're gonna go over the information and we're gonna see what bets we can make. Um so the first one I wanna bring people's attention to, as I mentioned it a little bit earlier, was the first driver to retire. Now, I think everyone is along the same lines as me as I I think even Nicholas Latifi knows that he is kind of on the hot seat, let's call it. And is he going to be more cautious? I don't know. To me, maybe that's even more pressure to perform. So he's actually plus 900, which is times 10, for anyone who wants to know, um, to be the first driver to retire. Now, once again, a lot of freak things can happen, but I mean, I'm willing to throw $10 down on Nicholas Latifi being the first to retire to win $100. I am... Very happy with making that bet. So, I think for everyone, Nicholas Latifi, plus 900, first driver to retire. I think that's what you want to go because it's, I don't want to say a certainty, but like two races in a row, you know. It's not doing well with these new cars. Let's put it that way. And I think that's, that's part of the reason why. Now, another one to look at is the grid position of the winner. Now, for me, I think with a lot of DRS, with a lot of passing, I think being pole position really, really doesn't matter at this point in time. I, I, I don't think it matters much at all. Uh, certain races possibly, but this one's going to be four DRS zones. This one's wider turns for passing. This one's all meant to be pass, 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 speed, pass, speed, pass, speed. So, pole position, you get decent odds times 3.5 if you second position of the winner, third or fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh. I would honestly, I would put $10 on third or fourth place. Grid position of the winner. And I think that's reasonable. I think, you know, first or second, once again, uh, you place it now before you know who's what grid position, uh, you get a little bit better odds. So if you want to wait for after qualifying, then you could possibly get a little bit worse odds, but you know who's in what position. Maybe that makes your decision easier for you. So, finally, it's it's one that I like because it kind of takes you away from the top guys, and it's a top-six finish. Who do you think will have a top-six finish? Now, I have a couple scenarios here. One is, I actually think Kevin Magnussen is in for a really good top-six finish. I think Haas is going to do well. I think their car does well. I think the speed will help. Um, will his neck hold up? I don't know but I think it's a good bet. Kevin Magnuson top six finish, $10 times 2.75. I think, I think that's the bet you want to go with for a top six finish. Secondly, to win outright. I mean, you can go back and forth between Hamilton and Leclerc. Leclerc can get a little bit better odds, but you get good odds for anyone. So if you want to bet, your favorite racer to win, just go ahead and do it. You get good money, especially right now. I mean, if you, it, it, to me, it's hard because um once again, I don't know about the reliability issues of Red Bull. I don't know about the changes of Mercedes. I don't know if it's going to rain. There's a lot of still variables that can be shaken out over the weekend and the rain, you're not going to know until race day, which is, which is really the kicker. So, me personally, I would stay away from outright winner. But what I do like is George Russell podium finish if there's rain. I think George Russell podium finish if there's rain has got some good gas, good juice, times 6.5 plus 550 for anyone else. I think that's a good bet. So, so just to kind of recap. Our kind of final betting portion here for the Australian Grand Prix. We're going to win some money here. People will post results on our Twitter. Remember to follow Formula1 underscore NA on Twitter, on Instagram. Like, subscribe, comment on the podcast, guys. would really appreciate all your help. Um, just to recap, top six finish, we're going to go Kevin Magnuson. We're going to go a little bit of a hedge in case it rains. George Russell is going to do... Podium finish plus 550, and then to round it all off, little bit of juice, little bit of sizzle—we call it—is Nicholas Latifi times 10, first driver to retire. That's us wrapping it up for the betting portion. That's us wrapping it up for episode three of the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Like I said, any likes, any comments, any subscriptions, always helpful. Thank you so much for listening. Can't wait to see if our bets hit. We'll see you guys next week for the reaction podcast thank you very much and appreciate you stopping by